what if one day I eat so much Korean barbecue, my stomach bursts? <laughs> like, what if? You just have to practice, you know. Pra- practice what? <laughs> practice being able to eat more and more Korean barbecue. So oh, that shoot. It never happens. No, you're right. I got to get on that. everybody and welcome to the bull and the badger podcast it's where asian american culture and mental health intersect boom 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 <laughs> ding, 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 ding. i think we got like an eight out of ten <laughs> or at least like a seven and a half yes exactly um i'd like to say that this location that we're at is probably one of the prettiest and quietest locations we've been at <laughs> i mean except for the chairs i think the chairs yeah the, the chairs table. are a little rickety um, but like, you know, in a Mendocino, like we're at a, some kind of bed and breakfast place. Yeah. Well, the Bull and the Badger are on the road, you yeah, guys. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Uh, I feel like a real celebrity who like travels oh, and like shoot. does their podcasts like from hotel rooms. Yeah. We're basically like, the nerdist. <laughs> exactly. We're these basically really the mics. nerdist. We're, these are great mics. <laughs> Um, they're even the same type of mic. Like instead of like having a mishmash, this is like the same exact type of mic. That should be our new subtitle or our tagline. Basically, the nerdist. <laughs> Except we don't talk about like video games or nope. What else did we talk about? Pop culture. I guess we talk about pop culture, so mm-hmm. we're okay on that count. Mm-hmm. Um, I have actually, uh, full disclosure, I've only listened to the nerdist like once. Yeah, I've I've seen their content, but not as a podcast, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. I've been to their panels at Comic-Con, or I've been to, like, I've seen some of their video game announcements and stuff mm-hmm. like that. They did, like, a 360 video. Cool. Yeah. No. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, no, Vanessa, you're going too deep. <laughs> too specific. Because, <laughs> like, then I feel like, well, then you have to explain why you're watching that and, like, I'm scoping them out and doing research on how 360 is being used and nobody actually cares. Um, well. Today's um, episode is on the 360 oh. video. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I just wanted to say that April and I have converged in the NorCal. Like more NorCal than regular NorCal. Right, exactly. The most NorCal. The Norist Calist. Yeah, we we could just be in Oregon for all anybody <laughs> yeah. else cared. We're in Oregon, right? We've been transported to a, a beautiful New England town. Yeah. It's it's kind of bizarre. Mm-hmm. We're we we're half afraid of get out <laughs> happening to us. Also yes. the ring. <laughs> also the ring. <laughs> Right? Like some deer, like, that's, that's the ring, too. <laughs> that some deer's going to come out and hit us. That happened in both. Oh, really? In yeah. Both movies. What was the symbolism of the one in Get Out with the deer? Because I'm like, they're spending a lot of time on this deer. Like, what is what is the significance of it? I, I felt like um, it has to do with his mother. Like, he, like, started going to, like, a darker place. I don't know. He, like, started trancing out. It was uh-huh. weird. I don't, I don't quite know. Okay. But it was very frightening. Dear. I mean, I'd be pretty freaked out if 
a deer jumped in front of my car. <clears throat> so let's just hope that doesn't happen while I'm driving back from Medicino, which is, you know, entirely possible. You said med- Medicino. Yeah, it's it's basically my medicine being here. <laughs> Medicino. <laughs> Welcome to Medicino. So wait, we're here actually not just to make silly jokes about what? how we might be murdered by supernatural things or Yay. overly liberal white people, but... Um, <laughs> We're here because um, we're celebrating the nuptials of two of our good friends. Yay! And um, speaking of romance and love, we 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 speak of this a lot, <laughs> by the way, but only in the terms of romance. <laughs> no love. <laughs> I'm trying to transition here. I know. It, I I was like, <laughs> I see the segue coming. Head her off at the pass. <laughs> Just kidding. What were what are we gonna talk about? Thanks, today, Vanessa, April? for being a great host and making this right? spot keeping us on topic. Wait, what are we why, why are we here? What are we talking about, Vanessa? Uh well, we recently had some conversations with a friend who started, you know, checking out some different kind of online dating apps. Um, specifically One's from Asia. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> what are they called, by the way? Do you know? Um, no, I don't know. <laughs> Can we call them? They have like strange names, like Asia? I don't know. I'm I'm guessing here. Oh no, Momo. Is that is that a thing? You'd have to Google it. I, I know we're gonna it. have to independently verify these <laughs> things when we post. But I think uh, what's interesting is always the difference um, in general between Asians and Asian Americans and. What were some of the the stories that you're hearing? Oh, um, well, I don't really want to tell his experience too much, but it has to do with, you know, instead of like, you know, when you scroll through pictures, the pictures yeah, yeah, of people yeah. who are on they the don't, website. They don't have a swipe left or like right. It's not necessarily just pictures. It's like videos. And so you can see like videos that they posted, like dancing. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Dancing queens. It's really kind of like strange. Not like sexually sexually <laughs> the the sexually the chocolate donuts have stuck your mouth together for some reason but um just in kind of like i don't want to say anything because it's gonna sound so mean it's just kind of like a little awkward kind of I'm foppy dancing. It's like it's like you can never get away from trying out for Miss Chinatown, though, basically, or Miss uh, or uh, oh God, what is it called? Miss Nisei. There's one in is that like, what that is? The Little Japanese Tokyo. One? Yeah. Um, I had a friend who was like, "That's my dream to be Miss Nisei." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> I didn't think that was anybody's dream. But then it's kind of like you know, like wanting to be Rose Queen, right? Right. Um, but yeah, that's kind of intense because I always feel like. Everything in Asia is usually a little bit more advanced technologically mm-hmm. sometimes, mm-hmm. like especially with like, you know, messaging other people. But um, I feel like actually showing video of yourself is not advanced. Like it's <laughs> terrifying. It's pretty cool, actually. Would you would you because you, you can't like fake it. You can't fake looking cool in like just like a video from your computer versus like like pictures, you know, like. Yeah, you just get more of yourself. It's like. You see yourself more from different angles, you know? Right, right. Rather than like a pur- perfectly curated picture. There's a way for you to set it up, though, that it looks really nice. I guess. But I mean, the videos I saw, these were not like... <laughs> people were not putting 
any extra effort other than clicking oh, no. start and stop. Wouldn't that like deter you though? <laughs> or it's like, oh, they're adorable. That's right. I use that Ugh. word. <laughs> Podcast over. <laughs> no. We're done. I shut it down. Why is this the second time that what? Zoe Deschanel has raised her beastly whatever presence in this wonderful seaside community? I'm Wait. trying to enjoy my friend's wedding. What, what was the first time? Uh, our so friend would, had uh, made the the soundtrack for the uh, wedding reception. Oh. And he was like, mm-hmm. I put this song on for you. And it was a she and him or whatever oh. song. Is that what it's even called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that's the stupidest name for a singer-songwriter duo. Ha ha. Ha. Playing with the subjective and objective. Ha. <laughs> Let's get back to online dating. Online dating. Why so, did you want to talk about online dating? No, no, no. I, kind of that when he pitched the idea, it kind of came out of the blue for me. I, I guess it was like one of those things where I was like, you know what? Like that's we. I think we haven't talked about a relationship podcast in a while. Oh, really? Does I feel like sense? we talk about it all the time. Really? Maybe I'm just talking about my relationship all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's that what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, um, I think we haven't covered online dating, like, specifically. I know we've covered, um, like, interracial dating, which Michelle definitely talked a little bit about um, using her online app and stuff like that. But it wasn't specifically focused. And then Christina also had talked about dating. Michelle? Really- oh, Michelle Todd. Yeah, and then dating relationships um, with uh, Christina, which, you know, she she had a moment where, you know, she was doing online dating and that was horrible for her. Um, but it turned into more like a, a love yourself type of thing. Mm-hmm. So she's actually interesting because she she decided to um, I think it was kind of like a an art moment. But mm-hmm. she she went ahead and she married herself. <laughs> in a ceremony um and she had everybody vote on it in facebook and there was like i don't know i just i didn't end up going to the event itself but um yeah i don't i don't know you know where she is with that but it's it's interesting what our online presence is and then also to magnify that through online dating um and i also thought that maybe if somebody were to drop by that would be a good segue into talking about that as a bigger topic. Mm-hmm. But I feel like together we can h- tackle online dating. I think we can. I think you and I have enough artillery to <laughs> <laughs> to make an entertaining I show. just, I can't reference Zoe Deschanel again. I mean, you could, you didn't even have to say her name. You didn't even have to bring it up. You could have just moved on. I'm trying to sabotage this podcast, apparently. <sighs> So, um, okay, uh, good or bad, your experience, like, have you ever dated an Asian person? That who, I, who I met online. Yeah, or, or somebody who's Asian, do you know what I'm saying, versus Asian American. <laughs> oh, I see what you mean. I was like, I feel like you're saying the same thing over again. I know, right? Asian? <laughs> trying to make it sound Asian, like Asian, Asian. Things, but, um, an Asian, an Asian person versus an Asian American person. Because I think, it, let's start there. Because I think that's where it's like... You mean just like been on a date or like dated? But like, yeah, been on a date. Yeah. I think so. I think at least two, but um, I, I didn't go on many dates with them. And so 
I feel like that might be an assumption that they were, you know, um, born in Asia. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just going to go ahead with that assumption because otherwise I don't have anything to apply to this Yay! topic. <laughs> I think it's a pretty good assumption, actually. Making but. asses out of you and me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, uh, like I said, I didn't really get to know them that much, so that should tell you that didn't really didn't quite work out <laughs> yeah is, is it is it weird because it's also like like michelle had this problem right like dating dating like her parents basically <laughs> like someone who's similar to her parents because they're asian right immigrants specifically yeah. i mean it's interesting because i mean i can't overgeneralize or i can't generalize based on who they were what they did but um i can talk about those specific people and what they did and mm. um what it also kind of brought out in me to date an Asian person. Um, yeah. Do you want me to just start? Oh yeah. I was, I was like, I was like, <laughs> she's teeing up for something. There's actually, so there's this one guy who actually I messaged and, um, I thought that he sounded really smart and, um, he actually looked and kind of sounded a lot like, um, Andy, my friend Andy. Oh, really? Like he kind of was like tall and Asian and so that's kind of attractive. Um, yeah, it's attractive to see something um familiar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. someone who like you can sort of identify at least like superficially as like something that you kind of know as a friend. Um, and <laughs> we met for a coffee, and you know, so I was the one who like approached him and mm-hmm. like suggested like going to coffee and stuff like that. And then, like, the first thing that he said to me was, I really wanted to watch Nova tonight, but I guess I can, you know, whatever you ask me, so I'm here. In person? Yeah. Was he being... (laughs) No, he was not joking or being sarcastic. Like, he was complaining to me that I took him away from his science program. One, one, there's that. (laughs) But two, come on, really, Nova? (laughs) Yeah. Versus real life people? <laughs> I mean, maybe sometimes. He was like really looking forward to it. And he was upset because he had to record it or something like that. So, yeah, that didn't leave, you know, that wasn't the greatest first impression. I'm very And so he was sort of like, you know, I was trying my best to make conversation and all, the, all that small talk that you have to do because mm-hmm. you're feeling someone out. And, you know, but at the same time, he was like really rude. And that's obviously like, I mean, what do you, what can you do after that? You know? Yeah. Where do you go from there? <laughs> yeah. Where do you go from there? It's well, w- one way to look at it is like, it can go, go up from here. Right. <laughs> oh, now I'm remembering even more of our conversation. So oh, he no. would be like, um, you know, he would talk about our backgrounds, our educational backgrounds. And then he would like, just basically like put down every single field that wasn't his own. <laughs> Like, why would you go into liberal arts? That's like a dead end, blah, 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 or this and that. Like, what's the point in doing this? Or what's the point in going into biology? Or what's the point in doing anything, you know? And I'm like, so I kind of like, I was at this point just kind of like seeing how much of an ass he could make of himself. Yeah. And so I was like, uh, what do you find worthwhile? And then he was like, oh, well, physics. And I was like, oh, so basically what you did, like, that's what you find worthwhile. He's like. <laughs> like okay 
Wow. Um, so after like, I mean, they spoke to this guy for like 30 minutes, 30 to 40 minutes, you know, okay, just trying okay. to like, you know, f- complete what <laughs> I set out to do, you know? Right. And so after 30 minutes, I didn't feel like I needed to stick around anymore. Yeah. So I stood up and I shook his hand and said that I was, I was, it was nice to meet him and I left. Peace I think out. he looked kind of surprised because it was a little abrupt, but like, it was like, you know, whatever. I spent a good amount of time like. Yeah. Talking to you. Oh, my gosh. And if I rush home, I can re- watch the rest right. of the live. <laughs> exactly. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. So that was fun. <laughs> that was an Asian guy. And then there was another Asian guy who was... I think that he was also an Asian guy, not an Asian American. Not born in America. Um, we went out maybe twice. And I think he kind of came from, like, the school of, like, not necessarily, like, the game, <laughs> you know, like, oh, no. of, like, insult, you know, and, so like. So negging? Yeah. No. Well, I don't think he was negging, but, like, I think that's just kind of, like, it's not like he, like, I doubt he read the book and, like, tried to apply it to real life. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, he yeah. just kind of, like, picked up on it oh, or, like, no. that's just how he naturally, like, operated or whatever. So, like, on our first time that we hung out, we went to this boba place, and um, I had my hair back, you know, and, like, my bangs at the time were kind of, like, swooped um, side swooped bangs. I remember those days. Yeah. Swoopy and bangs. I wasn't, like, trying that hard, around, you know, I was, like, not excited about this guy, but he seemed pretty, like, he wanted to hang out, so I'm like, okay. um, and <laughs> at one point, he's just staring at me, and he was, like, a lot of girls do their hair like that, don't they? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I have no words, actually. For some reason, I went out with him again, I think because he was just persistent. And then we went to this ramen place and he just like complained the entire time about how the ramen wasn't as good as he remembered it being. So oh he was my. just kind of like, you know, not someone I want to hang out with any longer. Yeah. But you know what I have to say? Yes. Those are two pretty poor experiences. Right. Not that they were horrible, but like they're just like not great experiences. Yeah. And yet, I do not think that online dating is a bad thing. Because if you do it enough, your experiences kind of like even out. You know, there are some people out there who are going to be crappy. Mm -hmm. You're not going to feel good about yourself. But then there are other people out there who are neutral. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you know maybe you could be friends with them maybe not and then there are people out there who you actually like and who are good just a couple bad experiences doesn't de- make online dating bad you know um you just kind of have to stick with it that's that's what my experience has always been did you ever have a point where you're like no more no more online dating no because i think i always had like runs Okay. Like usually because I, I was doing online dating when I was going to grad school. Mm-hmm. And so I would always kind of like pick up like during the summertime, you oh, know, when gotcha, I wasn't gotcha. going to class or maybe I was only taking one class or something like that. And so, you know, by the time, you know, maybe a month or two into it, I, I'd have found someone that I liked mm-hmm. and then we'd, we would have hung out. And mm-hmm. more often than not, it sort of, you know, it's like a nice summer thing. Oh, and summer, then it ends by the time... You know, the next semester comes along, and so it just kind of like oh, seasonal was sort of seasonal. Yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, nice. Okay, okay, interesting. Um, so 
so both of those Asians mm-hmm. that you met were uh, online, right? Mm-hmm. Um, any experience with Asian Americans? I guess, like, I don't want to pick on any particular type of person because that's, I think, unfair to whatever. Right. Like, well, and and those are just some bad experiences that stick out in my mind. And mm-hmm. of course, there were Asian people and Asian Americans who were great date people, yeah. you know, great people to date. Um, who are wonderful and nice and kind and and gentlemanly, you know. Um, but what was I going to say? Oh, one thing that I thought was like, I think it when it was like, I don't know, I, I guess I think I get a little stressed around Asians sometimes, hmm. especially ones who are like very like, um, have very like, like really good careers and stuff like that or like went to really good schools like i get that like panic not panic but like anxiety that they get around like my parents <laughs> or like mm. people i went to high school with you know where it was like i have to like justify my like life yeah you know yeah. or i might not be doing that well but i know people who are and so i'll talk about them you know like mm. this is where i came from it's just constantly having to like reify like how i'm like a good Asian, you know, mm. has anybody like trumped that? Like you went in prepping yourself to have that discussion, but then they ended up kind of, you know, like either they're like Asian Americans that were like maybe so different for our, from our own experience, whether they, um, you know, didn't go to a UC or like they just, you know what I'm saying? Like kind of bucked the trend or yeah. whatever. So you yeah. never felt like you had that pressure to. Yeah. There are people like that too. in Asian, I think that, I mean, who knows how much of it is stuff that I'm projecting on other people, you know, mm-hmm. versus like what is actually there. Um, I don't think I dated enough Asian or Asian American men to really like have a lot to draw from. Sure. But no, I definitely have have, you know, been on dates with or, you know, um, subsequently gone on to have relationships with people who did not fit that. And I think that was kind of important to me, like that mm-hmm. person had to be like that for me to want to be with them, you know? Sure. Um, I don't want to be with someone who just constantly makes me feel bad about myself. Yeah, that would be pretty awful. Whether it's coming directly from them or if it's Mm -hmm. just my feelings about the, that person or who they are or what they represent, I should say. It's easy though. It's easy to like kind of fall back into those roles, you know, like, you 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 meet someone and you're like oh this person feels familiar and then it's the familiar is nice at first and then and then you're like oh this is why it feels bad familiar now <laughs> you know bad familiar. Yeah, yeah 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 like there's a comparison that happens like what do you do for your career like right exactly you know and you're like Ugh. yeah <laughs> like oh yeah <laughs> like up. there's like there's like um there's there's always these like conversation indicators where I feel like oh this is this is um i'm gonna fall asleep during this conversation because it's it's like it's about status and it's like about where people are from and you know i don't want i don't want that please please don't do that just been too much of you know like Mm -hmm. even if they weren't like that 
No, I'm sure I could have, you know, because everyone's so different. Like, you really can't, like, think you know who everyone is like. Yeah. There's so many people out there who will surprise you. Right. You know. I think it would have to be, like, an Asian person not from California, though. Like, they'd have to be, they'd have to grow up in the South or from New York or something Mm -hmm. like that. But then I find myself, like, falling into patterns of, like, trying to find out how Asian they are, Mm -hmm. which I feel like is, like, really... It's it's really unconscious, Un- unconscious, <laughs> unconscionable. Um, you know, like, uh, like I'm just. It's kind of like, oh, have you eaten this or have you know, like, how much do you know about your own culture? And and sometimes like it's for me an important test to like make sure that they're not the type of Asian American that's unaware of like where they're from. Does that make sense? Like if they're kind of completely disconnected from their roots, then it, then like there's no appreciation for for their family culture, or. Um, but do you think that you could challenge that, like, while liking the person at the same time? Yeah, yeah, but like I think usually it turns into like it expresses itself in a way where, um. Like, when they identify too closely with majority culture, then, like, then there's a problem. Like, because it usually turns into more conservative politics, in my opinion, um, where they've never been challenged to kind of think outside of, like, well, maybe there's structural reasons why people are in poverty or they might need more assistance, you know, to get a leg up. And, you know, like, I can't... I can't have conversations with those people usually. I mean, at least lately, it just feels like more present and not, not good. Um, but also like, if they're willing to learn, I think that's that's an important thing. Is if like a person's teachable, like if if he's like, well, I'll I'll read a book or like I'll read this article that you sent me. Like I'm interested. Then like then there's like there's there's conversation. But if they like dismiss it, then it's like yeah. I mean, I think, I think like a, just in general, like when it comes to like finding someone who's right for you, you know, I mean, everyone's different. Everyone has different needs and wants. Um, but sometimes I think that people really limit themselves when they come up with all these rules, you know? Sure. And it's like, like you said, you know, they might not have thought about this or have had to think about, you know, X, Y, or Z. But if they're open-minded and you have a good relationship with them, then they will, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and you can challenge them and you can sort of like bring those things um, into their awareness, you know, versus like, oh, you don't do this. Sorry. You know, like I'm never going to like yeah. think of you like in a romantic way or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes go people go about things like, like backwards a little bit, mm. like, I don't know. I think maybe that's just a bigger discussion, but I, but it's also true. I mean, some people I heard like on um on a different podcast, um, and I don't really want to name drop, but um, how someone said that she only wanted to date someone who had the same social power that she did, hmm. which is like she didn't want to date a man, okay, and she didn't want to date like um I don't know. And she was Jewish, so she didn't want to date, like, a white person who, like, didn't have any kind of, like, I don't know, 
because <laughs> it raises like questions of like is there some kind of hierarchy like inherent in people but but it's an interesting thing of like would will society always see this person as being more than based on like their color or their religion or whatever their culture mm. and do you want to are you comfortable being with someone who will always be seen that way you know so it raises interesting questions like how people choose um who they're with no it makes a lot of sense i mean i was just sitting with a couple of friends and kind of <laughs> sorry i i giggle because it's like it was almost like out of a sitcom because there was all this complaining about like dating men who like like and how they have never been challenged to be empathetic Mm-hmm. And it was kind of, it just sounded like one of those things like out of a sitcom where it's like, let's generalize about men. <laughs> but it was, and it's funny because it just, in a lot of interactions, it's been true though. Does that but make sense? But isn't it funny? Like, cause we were just having this conversation last mm-hmm, night mm-hmm. and our beautiful, this beautiful wedding, you know, pre-wedding dinner. Um, With delicious tasty. meats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's pause. Let's but we were see. having this conversation and I was saying how um, my sister's like have kind of separately in in separate conversations mentioned how like they can't imagine like a guy like crying in front of other people sure. or something like that yeah and like how that's still such a prevalent thought of like women or whoever yeah men and women being disgusted by guys who like can like let out their feelings in that way mm-hmm. and then i was thinking to myself and i'm like because <laughs> my husband cries um during whatever things that make him cry bambi bambi or um no, i just made that or up. just like know. nice things like he'll get like very you know, like overwhelmed by emotions and stuff mm-hmm. and i don't care like i like that he cries you know i don't i don't get like annoyed i think well it's very different from our own context right you know? and so then i'm like i wish that and not that i encourage him but i'm just like if that's how he feels then that's fine you know like it's not yeah. no skin off my hide you know like yeah. it's not it's not um making me feel like he's less less of a man or something excuse me but then i think like when people like do that i'm like well yeah because like that's what society has been all over the world for centuries and why do you think guys are screwed up and can't empathize and like their their insides are all twisted and toxic masculinity and be a fucking man and do this and that meanwhile women are like oh but he can't commit to me and he can't do this and he's so emotionally unavailable well let him fucking cry (laughs) let him have his goddamn emotions because maybe he will be able to empathize with you after that maybe he'll be able to like seek out what you need and what you want and like be more in touch with his feelings maybe maybe a guy who cries is actually like in touch with his emotions and isn't weak but is actually strong wait so do you think the the females that complain about men who are emotionally unavailable are also the same people who won't let men cry i don't think i don't think that there's any um there's any like uh equation to the or like direct correlation i'm sure there are lots of different kinds of instances but i'm just saying in general like let's stop freaking making guys feel horrible about feeling things and yet complain about them not feeling things (laughs) like come on 
on people. <laughs> well, I think that the 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 women that I was talking about, I feel like they'd be um able to handle that. Like because what they were mostly talking about was the the impact of listening and then acting on what you know, what they've heard. Does that make sense? Like the ability to kind of hear what the person is saying and acknowledge their emotions and then be able to reflect something back. Right. You know, so I, you know, they might not be the same groups, but definitely like, you know, when we had that conversation that night, I was like, yeah, you know, I used to be one of those people who's like, I never want to see the guy that I'm with, like cry more than me. And Mm -hmm. I, you know, like knowing that person back then, how short sighted that was like, (laughs) You know, like I definitely. Well, it's interesting about that is that you're like that was not that long ago. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, it really wasn't. Um, you know, because I think, uh, even the idea of vulnerability for myself, right, was kind of foreign. Because <laughs> it's easy to help others, but to help yourself and to make yourself available in that way and to risk yourself, that's always really tough. Mm. Um, and then also expecting it expecting to see it from someone that you're very invested in like in a significant other or even just like either like you know the men in your life you know wanting to see that and it's one of those things that i think like sticks with you but is very unconscious Mm -hmm. you know like Mm -hmm. because where did i get that idea like i don't want a guy to cry more than me well and you don't even want to cry and you don't even want anyone to cry like not you know much less just men but like anyone no i think crying is healthy the thing is is i cannot for myself accept that Uh does that make sense yeah yeah i have issues obviously like kind of absorbing it for myself but i actually like really like when people cry um one thing that i've never examined is like um because you know i filmed people cry so do you do you zoom in or do you look away like i don't know what that is but personally for me as a director i don't my instinct is actually to cry with them but i've been told to hold back so it doesn't so it doesn't stop you from continuing your role as a filmmaker. But then, you know, you wonder, um, does that mean you're unable to, like, if you don't cry, does that mean you're unable to empathize? Mm-hmm. Or also, like, if you, you know, if you turn away, is it to give them space and privacy? Or does it mean you're ashamed of their tears? You know, so, mm-hmm. like, everybody reads those kinds of things differently. So it's like, I don't know. <laughs> and then it's easier to make those kinds of decisions than to make the decisions for yourself about what you do. But mm-hmm. I cried a lot while I was making the laundromat. <laughs> I was like, well, now we're here and everything's terrible. Well, not everything's <laughs> terrible, but like it was just, it was a struggle, you know, like mm-hmm. in being in that room with Chris and Julie and talking about his mom passing, like it wasn't that long ago that we had talked about that and even when i talk about you know his brother ken passing like i still get pretty choked up for whatever reason Mm -hmm. and i'll never really understand that i just know that it's sad and maybe like my body's automatic response is to cry to that but Mm -hmm. um you know i think i think um what's nice is that we're learning and i think um you've said it a lot is like who who are we in these moments and how can we judge other people and you know like a lot of times when I do something, I look back and I go, huh, I hope somebody forgives me for that, (laughs) you know, for those things that I've done before that were like probably not 
not who I want to be now. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, getting getting back to online dating. I know. <laughs> online dating. <laughs> Forgiveness. Wait, what? Online dating? Is that what we were talking about? Crying part two or vulnerability yeah. part two or Asian American masculinity part two. I know. It's all of those things, which is nice, which is nice. I mean, Which like, all fall under the umbrella of online dating. Right? <laughs> it's totally happening like that. Because, well, what, what, I, what I find very um, tough about online dating is the amount of shopping that has to happen. And I think, like, the very conscious like it coming becoming part of your social media routine and things like that i'm very wary because like i tried you know apps that are more like that and it was like it was kind of a slog Mm -hmm. um and like with not a lot of like return to so then it's like well what is the benefit of of me going back to that and i feel like one we can we can coach me through some of that and, and getting back on the online horse now that I'm settled back in mm-hmm. uh, up north. Mm-hmm. But also like, well, what, like, what's the, when's the last time you did just like in person, like in your community dating, like knowing friends of friends and getting set up or anything like Never. that? No really? one ever set me up on anything. Really? Yeah. And but it you're would be like, catch. oh yeah, they set like, other, oh yeah, my friend, I'm setting her up with this person. And blah, blah, blah. What about me, man? Okay. What about me? <laughs> did you ever ask your friends that? Yeah, I did. I don't know why. I couldn't think of any, like, uh, I don't know. I think my personality was just too weird and specific, or I don't know. Maybe they just didn't think it would be a good match. Or I feel like there's people, like, in people's heads, like my old roommate, where they're like, oh, this person would be perfect for this person. Because in their head, they're looking to pair that person up with somebody. Yeah. As if it's like their destiny to be <laughs> paired with somebody. Yeah. Does that make sense? I don't know. So in some way, it's like, I mean, not that it's a compliment, but yeah. it's also like, a, oh, I didn't seem like I was like running around. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I just know that I just knew that like if I wanted to meet people, I'd have to do it myself. You know, like mm-hmm. no one's going to do it for me. Like, I have to put myself out there and, you know, learn to enjoy it. And my response to your your thoughts about it and, and your last, your previous experiences about it are sort of, they go in two different directions. Like, one of, the first direction is, like, if it doesn't work for you, then it doesn't work for you. In the sense of, like, if you're not enjoying it, if you don't like it, if you're not mm-hmm. getting anything out of it, then, mm-hmm. like, try something else. But you know what? There are a lot of websites out there. That's true. A lot of different uh ways to approach dating like my friend um met her now fiance on a website called like why don't we (laughs) and it was like why don't we and then you would put in like grab a cup of coffee why don't we go to blah 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 so it's like the same thing but framed more around that activity that you're gonna try to do together okay okay if even if it's as small as grabbing a cup of coffee sure 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 you know um there's so many so just so many websites and things out there you know but that's up to you to try you know um did you ever get tired well let me answer okay i guess that i guess that dovetails into into the second thing i was going to say which is that you mentioned like you know it's a slog and you know um there's a lot of investment without a lot of like you know benefit Mm -hmm. that you're getting out of it and i mean this is how I see it. Other people might see it differently. Other people might want finding someone to be super easy 
which it, you it know, just happens and it falls into place which it, it, it is it, for some people yeah you know? sure sure um never never like that for me it's never been like a walk in the park for me mm-hmm. so i would you know in that the other way i would respond to to that uh, experience would just be to say like you know everything takes work or, or things some things take work and yet it's still worth it at the end you know mm. like it's like going to school like you like you have to take tests and stay up for nope i don't hear it and <laughs> just do all this crappy stuff that just drives you like insane and bonkers which you know? is why i didn't go to school <laughs> but what you get out of it if you stick with it it might not be exactly what you thought you were going to get, you mm-hmm. know, but it, you will end up with, with something, with something, with something. When you went into, and I know you probably, I think you, there was another question you wanted to answer, mm-hmm. but I'm just going to fire away. Okay. Uh, it will probably come back to it either way. This is really just, uh, Vanessa interrogates April about dating. <laughs> yeah. No, that's what we, that's what I, the plan was this whole time. No, I mean, and, and also to like help, I think, Part of part of why I think it's kind of a fun exercise is because people, when they hear the podcast, they also kind of go through these own thoughts of their, you know, um, for themselves. Specifically, like I feel like the burnout podcast is one that people have like felt like they went through mm-hmm. that process with Jenny, and then there was like um, late bloomers. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of like oh, really? great feedback on. Oh, cool. Just like that was me, yeah. you know. Like, and and I feel I like think when you alone. yeah when you feel like you're like broken or something and you're not like doing you're like failing in some way and or maybe you're behind or like you're an out you know i don't know if outlier is the right word but you're just you're on the fringes of something that it seems like everyone can do hmm. um so it's nice to know when you know you aren't alone sure um but it, so continue your thought i guess my thought was like when you when you were dating like part, part of and I'm moving away from this a little bit, but I still think that like I blame a lot of my Asian American Christian dating experiences on um, this book called, I guess, Dating Goodbye, because it's all about dating with the intention to marry. Mm-hmm. And I think putting that kind of onus on dating can sometimes make it very like this is it mm-hmm. you know and it's like it, be- it kind of takes the joy out of the process of meeting somebody right and it's like and, and you know for me like um it's important that i make deeper connections pretty quickly versus like small talk because small talk kills my soul <laughs> a lot inside but like you know and and you know so then i like underdo it and i think oh well we're just like hanging out you know so then there's not a real investment in what's Mm -hmm. happening in the Mm -hmm. moment so i'm curious like what for you was your approach when you would go on dates i think i think you have a pretty good idea with online dating i think i had a pretty good idea going into a date whether or not i would like the person really um and then did it come true? Was it self-fulfilling prophecy or? I don't know. But that being said, it didn't stop me from continuing to date someone I didn't necessarily really like that much. Oh. Um, but there's just something about, you know, whoever that I wanted to continue um, or had a, I wanted to explore, I guess I should There say. was like, there was still like an inkling of something that yeah. could click or yeah. go well. Okay. And, you know, nine times... 99 times out of 100 um you know 
it just failed. Like everything fails until one thing works, you know, like (laughs) (laughs) this sounds exciting. (laughs) Every relationship fails until one doesn't like exciting world. That's how you know that you're with the right person. And then even then it might already, you know, it might still fail, but you just have to take that chance. Um, what was the original question? The original question was like, how did you approach it? Like, what was your intention? Like some people are like, I just want to find a friend that I can fall in love with. Or like some people are like, I want to find somebody, you know, that likes to do the things I like to do. You know what I'm saying? Like that sentence of like, this is what I'm looking for. Um, I wanted to go on a date with someone and feel out whether or not I like them. Okay. Like, uh, like more than just like friend like or like, yeah, I don't, I'm not going on the internet to find <laughs> friends. I got enough fucking friends, Vanessa. <laughs> Like, I have been thinking about this lately, and I'm just like, I don't have time. I feel so bad not being able to, like, see my friends as much as as I'd like to. And what it really, you know, what that feeling really comes, uh, manifests as is just, like, random texts, you know? Yeah. Hey, I'm thinking about you. I hope everything is going well. How was your kid or husband or dog or life or whatever you know this thing that i know about you that's yeah, important to exactly you. Yeah. i've been really been thinking about you you know in, in this regard i don't need any more friends i mean like it, i always like to make more friends when it's organic but i'm not gonna be like i just want another friend i'm not in the i'm, I'm firmly rooted in southern california <laughs> yeah. all my friends are pretty much around me you know like uh. it's not like i've just moved to a new place where i need to find someone new to hang out with yeah um, so no, I never went in with that intention. I don't gotcha. want to make a f- stranger into a friend. Um, make out strangers. Right. <laughs> wow. That should be a website. Make out strangers. It's called Tinder, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just making sure. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I wanted to go on a date and see if I could, um, you know, uh, like them and if they like me romantically 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 (laughs) um yeah no i mean that's that's it's so funny that you say that i mean quick quick segue (laughs) um but like you know i said that like a year or two ago i was like i don't have any more friends just no more meeting new people like (laughs) just oh gosh and 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 i mean you say it like funny because like of course like i i love my friends yeah and i don't want to seem like that's such a stupid like thing to complain about but you know you know we're just joking here yeah sorry all friends anywhere we're joking here and if this. you don't have any friends where i'm not making fun of you or is that like is that like being like it's like a first world I hate problem being so beautiful yeah, exactly. humble brag yeah oh no we're home bragging <laughs> the episode that shouldn't have but been i should i that all i all i mean to say is that like there was never there is never the intention of i want to be friends with it let's see if i want to be friends with this person Mm. and maybe we want to make out i mean that's not a friend right like (laughs) no (laughs) right yeah exactly you don't want to just like make out with your friends that's something else what (laughs) your partner your sex buddy or whatever but it's not a friend (laughs) sorry well, it's 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 kind of like the when Harry met Sally approach, right? Mm-hmm. It's like we're eventually just going to roll back we're into each other's so lives. We're gonna get so close that we just can't help but be in love, consummate, 
But also you have to do that like one thing that's going to catch their attention forever, which is, you know, you know, making the sounds of an orgasm in a public place. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Okay, so so approach should be I'm looking I'm looking for someone to date. Do I like them, right? Yes. Pretty simple. Yes. Hmm. And it, you might like them for some reason that you didn't expect to like them for. And they might be someone who you really don't have too much in common with. Or they might be someone you have everything in common with. I just think that people need to be a little more open-minded and, like, mm. let go of that list, you know? Yeah. What's the difference between lists and standards? I have, like, a couple of friends who, like, you know, it's not that this person, like, like when they date, that the, the person, the guy that they're dating, like, doesn't check boxes for them. But there's, like, weird red flags. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe they're not, like, on the same politics kind of thing or, like... Maybe they're, like you said, like there were some instances of them being rude. Like, what's the difference between a list and standards? Does that does that make sense, though? I think, yeah, I mean, everyone's different and everyone has different standards. Sure. I think there are some very basic ones that most of us should have. Like respect. Respect. Um, I was actually talking to this with my hairstylist the other day. <laughs> and I was like. The very first thing that you should know about someone is whether they're a good person or not. Hmm. You know, like that's the first question that you should kind of ascertain. Um, How do you find out? What just observe hmm. and just very small things, you know, and, and not like it's a perfect science and not like that person's never going to fall short or whatever. But you have a pretty good idea. Whether or not this is, like, an asshole or not an asshole, you know? Like, um, and we all, nice, generally nice people can act like assholes sometimes. But just having a general idea of it's more good person and someone who you, who would treat your parents nicely, you know? Like, mm. or or anybody nicely, you know? Have, like, universal respect for people. Make sure um, they don't kick puppies. Yeah, or just respect other people in their time. Like, there's this one person who I dated who remains um, this, like, something like this pebble, like, stuck in my brain because it just kind of, like, makes me so mad. Like, <laughs> the person itself or the experience or? Or both or something. Uh-huh. I don't know. Maybe just about myself because I was so, like, I don't know, wrapped up in this person who turned out to be a bad person Mm. but you can always just small everyday encounters you can kind of like get whether or not someone's a good person or not you know Mm. and um i remember we were in a coffee shop and we were both working on stuff so we both had like laptops out Mm -hmm. and he saw some of his friends outside okay and he wanted to go talk to them he wanted me to go talk go with him and but i'm like oh well i want to get back to work so should I leave my computer here? Or yeah. I should unplug my computer. And he was like, no, 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 just leave it here. And he like leaned over to a girl who was in the uh, adjacent table and was like, hey, could you like look over? Could you like watch over our stuff? Uh huh. And like, 
which doesn't sound like a bad thing, but I don't know, for some reason, it really always stuck me or stuck with me as like, I didn't explain it right, but like the way that he just kind of assumed that she oh. would and that we were gone outside for a long time. Oh. And it was like, as we were sitting outside and like talking to his friends, I kind of had that thought in my head of like, you totally are disrespecting this woman. Like hmm. you're making her look over after your stuff and then just sitting out here with your friends for half an hour. How hard would it be for us to just take our stuff with us so that she didn't have to be responsible for that? You know, mm -hmm. like just taking strangers for granted. Sure. You know. Um, so obviously that was just a small example. And I mean, he did a lot worse things to me. But, um, you know, that was kind of one of those things where it's like I had this feeling, you know, of like. That's that to me is like the first thing that you should figure out. Mm. This is where we find out that Vanessa is a terrible judge of character. <laughs> Bring in ruffians. Like some people are so um, like, OK, so we're talking about standards versus lists. Lists. I feel like it doesn't matter how how well educated you are, how many degrees you have, mm -hmm. how much money you're making. If you aren't a good person that you can take home to your parents, or if they are not a good person that you can take home to their, you know what I mean? Yeah. None of that matters. Mm. Yeah. You could list, make lists like that all day long, but like it's empty if they're not like a good person. So, I mean, I used to have a lot of lists and stuff, but, huh. um, you know that that phrase of like, oh yeah, they look really good on paper or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I dated someone who I think was like that and like should have been like the most perfect couple, but a lot of times the things that you need are very um it's almost like you didn't know that you you didn't know how to put into words exactly what it was that you needed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know? And so like it's hard not to know that you're not getting it. You just sense something's missing sure you know and then when you find it in someone else it's like oh yeah this thing that i didn't know like i needed really badly like mm -hmm. like when we were looking for houses i had no idea i i wanted as much light as possible <laughs> oh okay <laughs> like tall ceilings with huge windows i had no idea uh -huh. i just knew that when we went to a place that really was a really good looking place right something didn't sit with me hmm. right about yeah. it and i was just like uh i mean it's nice just something about it i don't like it there's only one window like in the very front and i don't oh. like that it makes the back of the house like a cave you know as a mm. condo so then um ken was looking up other listings and he showed me one that was like just windows everywhere you know and i'm <laughs> like yeah so we put we put a we put a um an offer on it before we even saw it like that's how much <laughs> yeah, i knew that yeah. i had found the thing that i wanted and yeah. needed you know hmm. so it's kind of like that like so magic that's why I, no not magic <laughs> but like i think you have to date a lot you have to date as much as you can so that you can Learn collect and, information mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. put this puzzle together of yourself mm -hmm. not of another person but of yourself start putting the puzzle together what you like and what you don't like. And and learning yourself through other people, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. 
I will. I that was the next question. Does that answer your question of <laughs> lists versus standards? Yeah, I think so. I like think people should let go of their lists. I agree. Cause, yeah. But you don't know that you had a list until you meet a person that doesn't meet yeah. that requirement. And you're yeah. like, wait a second. I unconsciously didn't want this thing. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, <laughs> and now it's there. And yeah. now it's like staring you in the face and you can't like that person because they didn't yeah. meet up to something. Right. And, and someone who, you know, people will really challenge your ego. You know, what do those things on your list really mean to you? How do they f- how do they define who you are and your sense of self-esteem or your sense of self-worth? And can you really challenge yourself to let go of those things? You know, um, and that's it's not easy. It is not easy to give up parts of yourself that you have prized forever. But I think. You don't have to give those up for yourself, but you don't have to necessarily demand them from others. Mm. That makes sense. You know, you don't have to change. Um, Hopefully the person that you choose will help you change for the better. You know, you don't have to give up what is so important to you. But by knowing someone else, they can show you a different way too. Mm. And then, yeah, without coercing you into that, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, I, I'm curious, like, what did you put on your online profile? Like, what did you want to project about yourself to other people? You know, it's funny is that I think I did it wrong all the time. I think my entire, like, online dating, which was more than 10 years experience. Um, so you're you're basically an online dating guru. I tried too hard in the beginning and I think all throughout to be impressive. Um, okay. To be clever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Michelle definitely did that. Yeah. <laughs> and some people just like can't help it, right? Um, but I think I was trying to be like, you know, there's just like, you know, the stupid word art things that you see on Facebook, like of like inspirational quotes or whatever. Mm-hmm. I did read this one that was like, like, a flower doesn't have to paint itself for the bees to come or something like that. Like okay. it just is beautiful. Okay. Like you don't have to try so hard yeah, yeah, to yeah. like attract others. Like mm. you just are beautiful in your own way. And the people who will react to that and respond to that will respond to that, you know? Mm. Um, but I think I always tried so hard. Like I tried to be like funny and self-effacing and to make all these like cool references and like, yeah, to like TV shows and music and movies and nostalgia and blah, blah, blah. You know, like mm-hmm. I just always, I feel like I tried too hard. What's funny is like the couple that we're celebrating today, they met online. I don't want to say their names, but they met online. And like, I think I saw my friends, our friends, um, he showed it to me, his profile. Every question or every answer to every question was one word. <laughs> that's oh that's so amazing that's so cool that's like that's like hotspot or laziness like yeah. which is it right yeah it's right. probably both right? yeah yeah exactly but he don't he don't need to say anything more about himself than you know he doesn't need to dress it up in bells and whistles like he just is and i think that that's cool um but i'm just naturally more ver- verbose person and so you know i couldn't help myself but sure 
I don't even know how it was toward the end. I think I was just like so like just copy pasted. <laughs> like <laughs> you'd already built in a lot of stuff that yeah, you had needed exactly from previous profiles. <laughs> oh man, that's good. No, that's good. Um, I think I think that's a one thing that people always you know want to ask is like, well, like should I should I be funny? Should I be like wh-? you know like? And I think you know it's it's what people see first, right? It's the picture and it's like whatever profile you have. So, and Tinder makes it even simpler, right? Like, yes or no based on, right, right? looks. So, I mean, like, there's so much curating that happens. And I think that's part of the reason why social media is a little bit snarf. It's hard because it's like we're so engulfed in it. Like, I'm not so active on social media. But some people, it's just like they're so engulfed in it, you know, that maybe that's just... That is their reality, not social media, but that that the presence of social media in their life, like that's just a whole new environment, you know, like and they all act within that environment. And mm-hmm. that's how all their connections are made um, between themselves and the outside world. And I, just because I'm not a part of it doesn't mean it's not valid, you know. Sure. Millennials, I feel I've, we've talked about this before. Very smart, very savvy people. Like, I think a lot of times can call out a lot of bullshit, you mm. know, um, that I didn't at their age. And so I don't really want to just underestimate them just because their exp- life experience is different from mine. Sure. Yeah. I think there's a lot to be learned from younger generations, but there's also like a deep sense of like unhappiness and uh, unease. Hey man, just forever, man. That's timeless. Yeah. Generationalist. Well, I mean, like, in terms of, like, there actually being, like, more reported depression and things like that and mental health issues, I feel like that's actually been on the rise. Do you think it's just been underreported in the past? That's what I think. Uh, I, mean. I think it's both. I think it's because it's been underreported, but also there's an overwhelming sense of, like, well, what like are th- comparison and all yeah, that stuff. comparison. And then what are the things that are supposed to make me happy? And a lot of happiness is now determined by what's inside you. And sometimes what's inside you can't always, you know, um, show up every day for yourself. You mm-hmm. know, sometimes you have to have other people, you know, but you can't depend on that either that well of like, <laughs> yay, likes and, right. you know, like Instagram, you know, uh, hearts and stuff like that. That was whatever Instagram hearts are. <laughs> I was just like, that doesn't work for any sense. <laughs> you know, so like uh, pendulum swinging in both directions that there's nothing like having something outside of yourself um, that is kind of more steadfast than, um, you know, like it's like that, uh, that episode of Black Mirror, mm-hmm. right? And then um, on the other end, you know, like the beauty is within. You know, like in like I think they're that people are beautiful and that, you know, they should understand their own self worth and, and grasp it, um, for themselves. But it's also like, you know, it's tiring work to to show up for yourself all the time and to be your own advocate all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think I think that's where like part of, partly where online dating has this tension, right? Because <clears throat> there's a sense of marketing yourself, um, and not that the dating was not never about marketing yourself, right? Like everybody's like, 
rosy until mm-hmm. like there's actual commitment and you mm-hmm. like spend more time and then you find out who this person is and that's what is always the scary thing is like who are you <laughs> you are actually this person you know um you know there's always risk involved in in any kind of relationship right um friendship or romantic relationships but um yeah i don't know i think there's a lot of like self-work that needs to be done and hopefully like it's done at the same time as you're also trying to date and find somebody right. you know right. so did i mean did you did you find that online dating made you um more or less happy with yourself i think more because you are having to think about yourself more Mm. and kind of like it's almost like a big playground or like a big science experiment where you can think about who you are and think about what you want and who someone else is and go out into this lab of a first date Mm -hmm. and like just throw some things around you know and see how it goes Mm -hmm. and then you just kind of with each date just further define who you are to yourself right like i said it's like putting together a, a big puzzle of yourself huh. okay um and um sometimes just thinking about it in that way i mean puts a lot of pressure off of like what the main goal is which is like to find someone right <laughs> um i like that actually yeah maybe now it's, it's about just, me yeah Thanks. make it about yourself <laughs> because these are you know people you don't owe them anything you don't know them um, and you're all just trying to get to the same place and I don't know I think I look at it a lot more like humanitarian way of like we're just all people we all want the same thing let's try not to be assholes to each other not like, <laughs> put so much on each other about like fulfilling who you are as a human being you know let's just like try to think of it as a fun experiment you know yeah, I feel like even even in hearing this discussion, mm-hmm. I feel like it's been different than our previous discussions about mm-hmm. online dating. Mm-hmm. Have you thought about it? Thought about what? Just what we're talking about, like the topic of, you know, dating or online dating specifically. Because I feel like we've had conversations through the years, right? You mm-hmm. said this is like a 10-year track. And for me, it didn't start until like after grad school. So mm-hmm. it was kind of like I had a shorter amount of time to like you know put myself out there you know on an online sense but you know like i feel like just throughout this those discussions like your attitudes really changed you know what did i sound like before i can't remember um well i definitely remember like the whole like online profile being like witty and and because you know like that first setup i was like getting advice from all these different people and i was like you were like put something you know like very like sharp in there you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that made sense right mm-hmm. like you want to make another person laugh and like respond positively to what what you're putting out there but i think i think this is a much more big picture approach does mm-hmm, that make sense mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um to kind of the whole experience right? well and, and people like you and me i think we're like verbose and so it's <laughs> hard to not do that you yeah, know yeah, yeah, it's yeah. hard to restrain yourself from oh, yeah. like being entertaining and like cracking jokes and right. stuff like that and you know what whatever if you're having fun just do whatever you want that that is fun for you make mm. the experience fun for you if that means like being silly in your 
as long as you don't stress your out stress yourself out too much about it as if like the choice between two different words is going to make a huge difference it's not <laughs> as soon as that happens like just like cut through right and, exactly yeah. like make it fun for yourself I, I think people have um one thing uh experience that wasn't my experience but it, i was there <laughs> a good friend <laughs> um like went out on a first date but then like to a bar but then like invited like three of her girlfriends or four <laughs> of her girlfriends including me to just hang out at the bar at a different table oh, really? while she had her first date and so it wasn't a love connection and we were kind of like downloading you know during the car ride home and she was like you know what i thought i just thought i would just rather hang out with my friends over there than continue this date and i'm like yeah but i mean uh, uh, anybody would because we're your friends and we have a lot of fun together and there's already that rapport and that connection sure and of course you're not going to have that with total stranger you know like so i think having like just realistic expectations of what it is you're exactly doing you Mm -hmm. know like let's not let's not let's really really understand that romantic comedies are women porn and just like a man you know is wrong to expect ridiculous sex that he sees in pornography we are cannot expect you know uh meaningful glances during the first date you know like so no mr darcy yes no mr darcy dang it Sorry, I, I'm so like impassioned about this that I can't even remember like what your questions are. I just hope that I answer them. <laughs> I think you are. Answering them. <laughs> it made me think though, like, I think that's what people often think that dating will be like, right? That initial click, like, um, and I think that happens, right? You, you today, as you're officiating the nuptials, <laughs> you mentioned right the idea of um, ease of affinity and or those weren't the exact words mm-hmm. please correct me <laughs> when you come to this question or, or or deliberate choices right and i think and as i'm up here in norcal i've completely forgotten how hard friendship is because it's such you know it takes work it mm-hmm. takes work and i forget and and because it was so easy for me in la like i'm just like why is it so hard i'm like <laughs> oh yeah because the, those took years to develop it took years to like of hanging out with people of finding out what we both liked mm-hmm. of what conversations got us like sparking you right, know right right it it wasn't something that was so like oh well we just fell into a friendship it was so easy someone sometimes right. it happens like that but very rarely it takes a no. lot of proximity and a lot of time. Yeah, especially as adults, right? Mm-hmm. Like that conscious stuff. So I think like, I guess that's my last question is like on those on those dates that went well, that turned into relationships, whether or not they, you know, it was the one, mm-hmm. you know, like how much of that initial um, ease of an affinity did you have? Just curious. Um, see, ones that turned into actual relationships. Um, it's hard because they're, they're different. Um, it's, it's hard to quantify that. Like they're just different ways to relate to somebody. Like you might relate on like your interests. You have a lot of things in common. So you can talk about a lot of things with ease. That's always easy. That's always nice. Right. Right. Um, but that might not necessarily be the only foundation, right? For, Right. Um, but, but it's a likely. starting place, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. The question was, how often did that ease 
happen yeah, like, right away. That transition into something. Um, I don't know. I mean, it had to be there. Otherwise, what would we talk about? <laughs> <laughs> I I will um, I will robots. say um, I feel bad because my husband is right there, like twenty feet away from us right now. I mean, we talked about stuff, you know, the easy stuff that you talk about with anybody on a first date, sure, like sure, what sure. TV shows you watch, what movies you watch, or whatever, you know, like mm-hmm. you kind of like cover the same ground a bit, you know, like with a lot of different people. This is the small talk that, you know, um, the little dance that you do in the beginning. Um, he and I didn't have a whole lot in common, but we could talk about movies just like anybody else could, you know. And I just remember I was forgive me if I've told this story before, but it was like oh, during during the height of summer a couple of years ago and it was hot. It was like one of those hot uh summers where like I was afraid to leave my dog at home for too oh. long because like I would I thought that he would overheat or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Like it was really, really hot. And I kept on pushing our date further and further back because I wanted it to be cooler. Yeah. <laughs> like I didn't want to meet at six o'clock. I wanted to be at eight o'clock, you know. And so we met at eight o'clock. When and you're not sweaty. Right, exactly. And so we just sat and talked. And at that time, I I actually just stopped dating someone who I'd been dating for a few months, um, like the week before or something like that. And so we met, and it was really hot, and like it was just like so uncomfortable <laughs> you know like we well, have to like look like a human being you know with like it being 105 degrees or whatever yeah, straggly hair. yeah exactly just be sweaty um and i think i think i was kind of because of the heat and because like i just stopped dating someone and i think i was a little more just kind of like whatever you know like whatever <laughs> I don't have any expectations for this date. I'm just going to go on it and um, we'll see what happens. And that kind of felt like, I don't know, maybe we were too different because our phone conversation wasn't the greatest. And But I was like, whatever, let's go on this date. And so then, like, you know, we're sitting outside on a sidewalk having, like, a cold drink. And I think I was just tired and hot and exhausted. And, and I kind of leaned my head down on the little sidewalk um railing uh-huh. that was right next to the table and i kind of just let myself rest and i just kind of like watched him and let him do the talking and and i wasn't even really listening to what he was saying you know like you got it's all the same like <laughs> no one's gonna blow your mind <laughs> let me tell you guys that no one's gonna blow your mind on the first date talking about a TV show or a movie or whatever. Like that's they not the meaning of life. That's not the thing in that conversation. that's gonna get you. You know? <laughs> you missed it. You missed it. <laughs> so you, you, you got a little sleepy. Yeah. Got a little sleepy and I was just kinda I was tired and hot and like whatever. And then and I just kinda noticed how like he smiled and he was had a really nice, nice like perfect kind gentle like smile and it didn't matter what he was talking about i wasn't listening i was just like watching him like talk and the way that he talked and he was just gentle and nice and kept up with what i was saying like when i was saying things and and it's so funny like it really didn't matter what we talked about because like and i had never felt this way before ever but as we were walking to my car, like after a couple hours of talking, 
and he was talking about something who knows what i don't know but i just kept on like seeing how just watching his face like smile and like talk and like you know just the way that he was like and i was thinking like i i i want to be around you more hmm. like i want and i never felt that way on a first date like Every first date, I'm like, all right, bye. You know, like, <laughs> awkward hug, awkward fast hug. Is that a side hug? On, Sometimes side. a side hug. Yeah, those are classic. <laughs> classic first date moves. Yeah. And that's it. Like, not to say that it was happily ever after from there. We broke up two times after that, you know, like, but for me, that's kind of where that kind of thing that you want, you know, or I wanted, or I didn't even know I wanted, but it happened. And What? He had lots of windows. <laughs> Literally? <laughs> no. No, he was one big window. One big window. He was one big window. One big shadow. <laughs> no, but seriously, he was, I could tell that he was just, you know, what's most attractive to me? Being yourself, being authentic, you know, just being who you are. Mm-hmm. And he was like, he's the complete embodiment of that, like, in a way that was like, so so clearly that in comparison to past relationships mm. it's hard to find that once once in a lifetime oh okay <laughs> <laughs> let's end there <laughs> straight straight gold twice mm. <laughs> i rambled on for an hour and a half at least I, yeah i think that would no this is this is a really good like productive discussion because i think um you know, it's good to check in. Here comes Vanessa trying to sum it all up. Yeah, right. Here goes, here. <laughs> it's not coming naturally, I so know, she's pausing. I know it's like. Uh, well, gather, can I just ask gather. you the one question I was going to ask you? It doesn't have to be a long answer. How long? How long? How much do you think about this? Oh. Like dating or online dating? I bet. Or like general ideas of finding one fighting some probably more than more than i think Mm -hmm. because i think i you know like for me um you know it's it's less it's less about the mechanics of something and it's more about like how will this make me feel or how can i how can i find something within that thing you know um specifically how can i find um some someone to share something with within dating like and to 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 have these experiences where like if um i have a meaningful thing happen to me that i'm um that i get to share it with somebody else or the other thing that's been kind of um um on my mind more lately is like someone someone changing their life around for me and not not like in like a we're having a child together or something like that but it's the idea of um of you know you're friends with that person or you know you're invested if you're willing to adjust your life a little bit like maybe maybe you decide to schedule your workout schedule a little bit differently you know like it's these little things where like this person is intertwined and i find that that happens you know like when you're roommates when you're you know, when you're, when you're family, when you're friends and then you're friends on a certain level, like there's some friends, like you will go out of your way to do something for. And then there's friends where you're like, oh, it is convenient for me to see you at this time at this place, you know, like, 
you know, and so when you meet that meet that level of, I will adjust this, this investment or this this part of my life to to fit you in. Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of like what I think about. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but I probably think about it at least at least once a week, more <laughs> than that. Well, that's not a lot. Really? <laughs> yeah. I think it just depends on what it is. There's like different different levels of thinking about it does that make sense because mm-hmm. there's there's the the level of like huh well time to like get back on that wagon right and then there's like like the fleeting thought of like this would be nice to share with somebody mm-hmm. so like to me they're if it's if it's the fleeting thoughts those are more often for sure than an actual like well time to do something like time to do something concrete like time to make plans yeah you know well, that's good because it sounds organic. Like you have a reason why. And it's more than just like, I guess I should or I should be or, doing this now. Or outside pressure. I think yeah. that was like a big thing. Not in L.A. necessarily. Not because of L.A. But like being around like being around friends who are all dating or something like that. Right. And then there's like, oh, well, maybe I should be dating. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> um, You know, so in some ways like being removed from some of those environs like is helpful but it's also like you know like there's no nothing pushing me but myself so mm-hmm. what i have to want to be myself <laughs> snore um but yeah i don't know this is yeah like i said this is a really like productive discussion that like now I can go make plans, <laughs> you know, like I, I think for me when I operate, like I want to know that I have somewhere solid that I'm jumping off from, like that I am moving towards something like it. It gets me really riled at work if I don't have guidelines. Mm-hmm. Like I don't need you to micromanage my work. Like mm-hmm. I just need to know, like, who are the players? What's the goal? Like how. How fast, how cheap. Um how excellent does it need to be and then just like let me go mm-hmm. and like let me go do my thing mm-hmm. you know so <clears throat> i think of the same way like when it comes to dating or you know working on my movie or like like having those like uh goals and having like guiding principles on how to conduct myself are really helpful right we talk about it a lot like mm-hmm. like i always just have to have um I don't, I don't want to call them rules. I don't like calling them rules. But I do like some structure when I approach things, which is seems very unlikely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, right? Like, it's like me. I think you want as much information as you can have. Uh, you don't want to go into anything half-cocked. You, should, you have to, like, have a sense of control. And I think you get that by knowing as much as you can. And, and thinking that there's some kind of... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That there's some aspect of control you can have in the situations where there's two people and you can only you can only really control your own reactions to things. Yeah. 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 So. I think I think you'll be great. I think you'll be a positive person because you are a positive person. Yes. Godspeed, Vanessa. I know. April has said it and made it so. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Um, Hopefully, we'll have more stories coming up. Yay! In future episodes. Well, well, yeah. Fingers crossed. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
I just felt we needed to end with something. I know. We don't have any songs this time. We were like... It should be the easiest thing. 30% less songs. It should be like so easy to think of a song for this episode. Like what's a good dating song? Um, Do you like pina coladas? What? <laughs> um, I always think of... Can we talk <laughs> for a minute? I don't know. I went way back. Tevin Campbell. Yeah. Girl, I want to know your name. Right? Those Ooh. songs are like, those, those songs are a lot of fun where it's like that first like meet. You yeah, know? yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. <laughs> Godspeed to us all. This is done. Yeah. She can't take it anymore.